Let's talk about Toronto schools. Are they safe? And I'm not just talking for students, but uh, teachers inside, because we've been pretty, um, I think, steadily reporting shootings and stabbings that have been taking place at Toronto schools. And, uh, and of course, the confrontations mainly happen outside of schools as uh, kids get out. You know, but they're happening as students are, are you know, they're in crowds, they're around videotaping. And it's not just the violence among students on the rise, uh, but we're hearing more and more stories about numbers of teachers who are speaking out against assaults that they are facing by students they can't control and they fear no authority. Um, I was reading about one North York school where teachers actually refused to go to work uh, earlier this month because there was a hall hallway brawl between two kids and the staff tried to break it up and, and ended up getting assaulted. Um, you know, we don't have, thank God, mass shootings here, but we do have, no question about it, an escalation of violent crime that is becoming a daily headline. And no one's doing anything about it. And if they are, it's not working. Let's bring Marcel Wilson into the conversation, founder of the One by One Movement. Marcel, great to have you. Thank you for having me. So we know the kids are worried. Parents are certainly worried. We hear from them. What do you say, what do you feel is the, is the root of this? Is it a social media thing? Is it the fallout from pandemic lockdowns? Is it gang activity? Where, where are you guys seeing the issue? Well, one is the culture of violence in Toronto has changed. Uh, definitely social media plays, you know, one of the biggest roles in this mutation of violence that we're seeing. Um, the access to weapons and illegal firearms. Uh, so so it's, it's got layers, 100%. You know, when you look at some of the stats, more than 300 young people under the age of 29 have been killed over the last decade. Um, 28 young people so far this year. You got three under the age of 18. They seem to get younger and younger every year. Um, but what we're seeing, you know, uh, there's just no end to it. There's no sense of uh, fear. I mean, to hear about these shootings and stuff happening at 3, 3 o'clock, 3.15 in the afternoon, where these guys all show up at school and take out their, you know, grievances um, in front of everyone, there is absolutely no fear. Absolutely. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's something that uh, myself and other advocates have been warning the public about, um, the bu bureaucrats, uh, all levels of politics about for some time now that if we don't nip this in the bud, it's going to escalate, it's going to get worse. And we've been seeing it. We've been seeing what we what we dubbed the safe zones being breached um, and violence going over into places that they normally didn't. I mean, Jordan Manners was, you know, in 2007, it's, oh, it's crazy that it's been that long. I mean, that was, I think, supposed to be the sobering moment for, for parents. I think, you know, so much was put into that, uh, you know, that situation and, and the... You know, investigations. It really should have been the changing point, and yet now it's like an everyday headline. And I know your organization is one of a few that have actually, you know, you've got members that are made up of former gang members, and you've actually approached a school to try to talk to them. What happened? Uh, yeah, we had a issue with a young person of ours. Um, this particular uh, case, it was it was a very young child, it was twelve years old. Um, and and on, bullying is a huge problem. We call it cyberbanging, cyberbullying, mm -hmm. uh, and cyberbeefing. So we went in to explain our position and that we could anticipate there was going to be an, an escalation of violence. And we were simply told, we're aware of the situation. And lo and behold, a few days later, 
it, it exploded into into violence on school grounds. So, I mean, we have a problem where, where, where these different sectors are operating in silos. No one's passing information on to each other or accepting the help. Mm-hmm. And this is a major root of the, of the school violence we're seeing now. Yeah, I mean, John Tory has recently said um, in light of it that, you know, he's open to looking at programs like having police in school. I mean, we did have them in schools and, and there was a lot of positive feedback. It can't be the only way. What is, Marcel, what does need to happen? Because the schools clearly can't do it on their own. You can't have one school doing one thing and another school doing other things. What's the answer? Is it having groups like yours involved in the conversation and having a police officer in the school? What's the, where do we need to go in your mind with this? Uh, absolutely. I like, I'm not against policing in school, but um, we would suggest uh, what we call a security guard of some kind, preferably somebody who has respect within the local neighborhoods um, that acts as a as a guardian, as a hall monitor, a security person that works with the, the guidance counselors and, and, and the, in the school. We think that that would be a really good step. One, a great step two would be um, designing a violence prevention program into the curriculums, into all the schools, and we start very young, teaching them about bullying of, of different kinds. Yeah, I mean, the social media aspect, uh, you know, is is quite tough, but there has to be a parental role as well. Uh, you know, the, the parents buy the phones and give the kids the technology. So, there's, you know, it's not just, you can't just dump it on, on the schools. You can't just uh, dump it on everyone else. There has to be a family dynamic to this approach. 100%. We, we talk a lot about a multifocal approach, and really the root, the nucleus, is it all starts at home. Um, if... But in a lot of cases, we find, you know, uh, our youth that live in marginalized communities, we have single parent homes where, you know, the parent is working very hard. And a lot of the times it's very difficult to, for, to, for them to understand the small nuances of what's happening in their child's life. But you see, we're at a point where it's imperative that they do. So we, we have some, um, I guess, programs or courses where we walk parents through uh, social media and understanding that landscape better. So the language, group affiliations, just little red flags that uh, a parent can look out for and talk to their kids about. Yeah. I mean, if we keep going down this road, though, and, and not doing anything, uh, you know, it, it's getting worse. Um, I don't know how much worse it has to get before something is done. Um, but, you know, are, are they even willing to listen uh, to people? I mean, I've talked to Louis Marsh. I mean, we've had you on before. Are, are Is anyone reaching out to to people like you and groups like yours, uh, to, to come up with a plan? Well, see, this is sort of the problem, is that we're always just talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, you know, we've gotten to this analysis paralysis where we have these round tables and we're all sad and, and, and macabre, and, but, I mean, it's time to take action. We have been in many meetings at different levels of government, and we've rolled out several action plans or, or proposed them. And, and, you know, like step A to step Z, this is you know what we suggest you guys should do, but it never gets past the talking stage, unfortunately. Do you think it's going to change? Do you get the sense that at some point they will listen? Uh, well, I think with your guys' help, the help of the media um, putting pressure on this, uh, it's definitely a step in the right direction. So I'm hopeful, but I mean, the reality is I'm not sure. Yeah, sadly, I mean, we talk about it quite a bit. And again, I don't know what it's going to take, but we are definitely not uh, 
getting better. And it's, as you know, it's only going to escalate. Just quickly before I let you go, Marcel, are you guys able to track, uh, you know, the conversations and some of the dialogue as to how, how high the threat levels are, are getting? Oh, absolutely. Like we, we have our ear, our fingers are fairly close to the pulse of the streets. And we've understood the neighborhood uh, dynamic rivalry for, for quite some time. And as you said, uh, you know, these the people participating in this violence are not afraid of, of the consequences at this point. So we're going to see an escalation if we don't take this on head on right now. Hashtags and prayers. That's all they got. Uh, Marcel, we will continue talking, but I, I very much appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's Marcel Wilson, founder of the One by One Movement. Again, these groups are trying. These community groups are trying. The police are trying. And uh, it's it's only going to happen if those in charge actually take charge. But he's right. It's not going to get solved if all these schools just do it on their own. There's got to be a plan.